You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. What's up, Mega Bullers? Welcome to episode nine of the Derek's Mega Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, as always, we have Jake Smith and Eric Barsh. Week three is in the books, and it was kind of a boring fantasy football week. Not much happened. If you had Lamar Jackson, the odds are you probably won your matchup, unless you are my brother, Caden Hubbard, who... Austin is now 0-3, but we can talk about that later. A few injuries. David Montgomery, Jake, your boy went down, but Khalil Herbert st- stepped right in. You know, DeAndre Swift, you know, he might be out a couple weeks. Mac Jones, not really fantasy relevant, but maybe his sidekicks might be hurt. But otherwise, a pretty average week. Um, today, we will give you guys our rapid-fire takes of week three, we will give you the good, the bad, and the ugly of week three. We will also give you our love for or our week four love and hates. And then we will break down our favorite divisional matchups. But before we get into the podcast, let's say hi to the boys. Jake, Eric, how did week three treat you? Pretty poorly for me. Uh I'm I'm 0-3. So I'm right there holding your hand, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a pretty decent week fantasy-wise. I just couldn't make it work. Uh, I think I lost by two and a half points. It was like a garbage time reception, like just a screen. I can't remember the player, but yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Eric, did you score I mean, high again and lose? I'd share it, but yeah, I mean, obviously you know my outcome. But yes, I lost again. I've given up 555 points this year. If uh... Actually, I did look at it. Your brother, Caden, is the one guy that I looked at that saw that has actually had more scored against him than I have. So yeah, I feel bad for him, too. But Don't. Don't feel bad for him. It's just <laughs> Nobody should feel bad for him. What's, but what's... he has had bad luck. He scored maybe the fourth or fifth highest total points this week, and he lost. So I, I do honestly feel bad for him. He's just had bad luck. He's had two good weeks. But hey, that's part of fantasy football, right? Yeah, that's no, it's part it's, of the game. I think the most frustrating part is when you look at like some of these uh, these other leagues and matchups, and they're scoring 112 points and winning by 20, and it's like I scored 160 and lost by 40. You know, yeah. it's just like it's the luck of the draw, right? The and that draw. whoever played me, they had that luck because I barely cracked 100 points, and I think he scored 120. Just yeah. the way it goes. My team yeah. is underperforming. Those, those are good wins. Yeah. So, Eric, you have something you want to share with the listeners. Yeah. No. Um, so, October 22nd, I'm actually running a beanbag tournament at Five Flags in Dubuque. Um, it's going to start at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, we're trying to get – we're going to accept up to 64 teams. Probably won't get that many, but we got a good amount of teams already. And uh, we'll be selling T-shirts there. There's going to be a 50-50 raffle. There'll be a couple of raffle prizes given away. But 
just trying to reach out to everybody to try to get as many people there as we can. Um, you can go on our Facebook uh, event page, uh, Tri-State Bags Tournament, and uh, it'll, there'll be a link there for uh, an Eventbrite link, link to click on, and that's where you can register your team or just order T-shirts or both. Um, but we actually uh, just got our second sponsor online today, so I'd like to thank Tucker Freight Lines and the Adams team at Remax Advantage Realty. Um, really good people, so if you have any real estate needs in the tri-state area, if you could uh, reach out to them, that'd be great. Appreciate it. Is there there's a, actually, actually okay. another uh, event at, afterwards, right, Eric? Yes, there's uh, the Tappening. It's basically like a brew fest, but it's called the Tappening. Um, they also have a Facebook page, too, that you can uh, view all the info on it. But that'll actually, there's a VIP from noon to one um, that you can buy. Otherwise, there's general admission from one to four. And that'll have all your local breweries. Um, they actually spread out a little bit. So there's, I think there's probably 15 or 20 breweries there. So, and that's all at Five Flags as well. So that'd be a whole day's event there. Pretty and cool. is there a cost associated with getting a team into the bags tournament? Yeah, it's $40, $40 a team. So 20 a person. And um, you don't have to be a pro to play. No. And that's, that's kind of the point of it is, you know, you can get in all these bags tournaments and you'll play against really good players, but to the average people like you and me, like we're not going to probably compete with them. So we wanted to um, kind of give back a little bit with, well, 50-50 is just another way to win, but also with the raffle prizes, just give you another chance to, you know, come out and hang out and then have a chance to win a raffle item as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Come out and join us. I will be there playing. I know Eric will be since he's running Jake. I don't know if you are or not. I think that's our I won't be. Um, I will be in South Dakota pheasant hunting that weekend. Yeah. Well, that's too bad, but come out and hang out with us. If you're interested in participating or want more information, you can reach out to me. I will send something out via email about this, but definitely join. Sounds like a fun event. Come kick my butt in bags. Looking forward to seeing that. All right. We are down to just 13 unbeaten teams. Last week, we were at 24. We're down to 13. And then 15 teams that are winless, which includes Eric and Jake, but also includes, I want to bring this up, the Ames brothers who joined us in episode one. And also my brother. And I can't say... I, he is probably my favorite person that is 0-3 right now because before the season, he talked so much crap to me how he was going to beat me. And, you know, fantasy gods are just against them. So I'm I mean, he it. still could. You did lose this week. I did so. lose. I am 2-1, and one, and he has probably scored more points than me. So, yes, very well. He, he might beat me. So Paul Volkman was the winner of the High Points Weekly Award, scoring 191.52 points. We do have a new person in last, though. Chad Burkholder, who has held down the spot the last two weeks, beat Eric Barsh and got a last place. So we have a new last place person. That is Tyler Daughtry. I think I'm saying your last name. Tyler, you are now the clubhouse leader for that license plate. Good luck, man. You better uh, start winning. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know him. I know you guys do, but yeah. I think Tyler. should come come ream him. Hulk? It's actually it's, it's funny that you bring that up because he is the guy who is running the tapping that we just advertised. So anybody that would like to come to the tapping can give him crap while you're there. 
Right, definitely. So before we get into the heart of the episode, I uh, was sent a video from someone. I have not watched this. This was sent to me about an hour ago, asked for me to uh, share my screen and we will watch this together. So this is gonna be the first time that any of us have watched this. Guys, I'm gonna share my screen. Let me know when you can share or see my screen. Yep. I can see your screen. You can see it? Yep. yep. All right, here we go. Listen here, brothers. I've heard all your podcasts, and there are two guys that I want to call out, and that's you, Eric, and that's you, Jake. You see, all your millions of fans are listening to you, and you guys are just keep coming up short. You know, you guys remind me of two dudes that I used to wrestle back in the day. That's the Nature Boy Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper. All they did was talk, but when it came down to it, they just couldn't get the job done. So, Eric, I need you to go talk to your wife, Hillary. Jake, you need to get down on both your knees, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and pray to God that week four is better for you. Because if you both lose in week four and go O and 4, it's over. So what you gonna do, brothers, when Hulk Hogan and his six-inch pythons are calling out you? Ooh. Boys. <laughs> oh, man. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, his his mustache is is staying on now. Got that well, straightened out. I I would hope so. Hulk Hogan calling you guys out. You guys better step your game up. Oh, I, I, there's no doubt in that. <laughs> All right, you guys. Here, let's uh before we get into the rapid fire, I have this week's power rankings. Luckily, the power rankings last week wasn't so much of a jinx as it has been in the past. So our first place guys, Mike Clements, second, Nick Warner, third, Nate Rundy, fourth, Brett Adams, fifth, Jonah Curley, Wade Sheckler has a sixth spot, Nick Budin at seven, Nathan Yonke, Jonke at eight, Todd Miller, you are the ninth spot. Once again, change your name, make it your team name, your first and last name. And then moving into the 10th spot for the first time is Justin Herrera. Uh, not sure how to say your name, but... Also, change your name to your first and last name so you don't have a smiley face on the website. I was going to say, it doesn't really matter what his name is because it's just a smiley face anyway. So Right. So if you are one of those people with a smiley face on the Derek's Megable website, get that fixed. All right. I'm still not sharing my screen, am I? Nope. Nope. All right. Let's get into our rapid fire takes. So week three is in the books. We are going to discuss quickly what we thought about each game let's start with monday night football dallas cowboys versus the new york giants You're going in reverse Steve sorry guys I'm just... is a stud and a dud who cd cd yeah that was the one hell of a drop wasn't it? Plays, but such piss poor plays oh man i would be reaming my first and second grade flag football players <laughs> if they would drop pass like that <laughs> yeah, it's a couple right away too, but I'll tell you what, Cooper Rush doesn't look bad. No, he, he mean, doesn't. I think I think when Dak comes back, they should probably just leave him in there. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think what is he three and zero now? Three and zero. He has Ooh. beaten the Vikings, the Bengals, and the Giants. 
which I think with Dak last night, that would have been a, it should have been a much right. bigger, I mean, but yeah, Dallas defense, hey, you have them on defense. They're going to get you a lot of sacks. They're definitely bringing it to the quarterback. Yeah. Zeke is definitely the goal line back to have, but Pollard's much flashier. CeeDee Lamb, he can definitely break your heart, but then again, he can make that great play. So If you had Giants, Zeke and Tony Pollard and you could only start one, who would you start? I would probably Zeke just because of the goal line opportunities he's going to get. Tony Pollard doesn't, I don't think he has a reception. Really? Yeah. And, I, and Zeke, he's got, I think, three catches for negative five yards. So I still think you know, Zeke you, looks good. I don't know. I think he does, but. Yeah. Well, on the opposite side of the ball, the Saquon, Saquon's back. Yeah. Saquon is he back. Good. I think yes, he's I mean, the Giants offense is trash, but he's that. still getting her done. Right. He's, he's the, the only, only he's the only giant worth starting. Right. Hoping Kadarius Tony comes back, he could be hopefully fantasy relevant, but as of right now Sterling getting hurt, maybe. God, yeah. that injury was man, that was tough to watch. Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Nick Chubb is jumping stud. all over the other side. Amari Cooper is better than I thought he would be with Brissett. I agree. I think Brissett is just better than what people thought he would be. Yeah. David Njoku looked good. Yep. Is Njoku going to keep it up? Or do you think that that was just based off of whatever coverage uh, the Steelers were in? So I, I actually just read that today, and Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, said something about basically Njoku is going to be matchup dependent or like game plan dependent. So like this game plan, he would just, it happened to work out that they used him a lot. And he got a lot of targets and, and did good with them. But then there's going to be other games where he's just going to sit in there and block all game. So. Right. No, I agree. And for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson, he's still getting a lot of targets. His target share is pretty high. Najee Harris, it's going to be a rough season for him. If you draft, if you drafted him early which most people did, it's going to be tough until I think Kenny Pickett comes in, which hopefully is soon. Baltimore, New England. Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson MVP. MVP. I, I mean, he didn't play. He had four touchdowns and 100 yards rushing, but like passing, he didn't pass that well. No, it's just at the goal line, he either right. ran it in or he threw it. I know, but he's like missing a lot. Of but yeah, he's unless his name's poor. Mark Andrews, he doesn't miss Mark Andrews much. Well, yeah. it's because it's only like a three-yard pass most of the time. Actually, he has like the most like 15-yard catches like of anybody, I think. Or so I I read a stat on it, and he 15 yards must be like his like perfect a dot. Yeah. Uh, I, Matt, I, Patriots. Uh, do you start anyone on the Patriots now that Mac Jones gone? Roger no. Stevenson, maybe, or or Damian Harris, depending on which one you have. If Those are the only two, though, yeah, that you like, could start. But do you feel comfortable going up against Green Bay? I mean, I know no. their run defense isn't no. – they, they held well against Fournette, somebody we love going into the week, but they're going to dare yeah, Brian that's, Hoyer to – That's another thing. Do you know I, – I heard this today. Brian Hoyer's – do you know what Brian Hoyer's real name is? Brian? Axel. What? Axel. That is his real first name, Brian Hoyer. Really? Why would he go by Axel? I, I don't know. And how do you get Brian out of that? I mean, he kind of just liked the name. Yeah, kind of crazy. <laughs> he really likes Family Guy. He really likes Brian Griffin. 
<laughs> All right, Kansas City, Indy. Um, oh. No wide receiver is trustworthy in KC is what I got out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and for Indy, what the hell is going on with Jonathan Taylor? He's getting the work, but you th- I thought this line was supposed to be great, and he's struggling to get 70 yards. He, he's but, just very mediocre. It's, yeah. it's not, he's not, his numbers aren't like bad, but, but yards per carry are. Yeah. If you, if you had a top five or even a top half pick in fantasy, you are probably mad about your first round pick. Unless you had Cooper oh, Cup. Unless you're you mad Cooper about Cup. your, you are mad about your first round pick. Yep. Cause those guys that were, that, that should have been slam dunks, Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, they just have not been going. But it's, it's been Christian three McCaffrey. Weeks, but yeah. Saints and the Panthers. Chris Olave, baby. Yeah. Those air yards finally turned into something, and I think he just had his first game of many that he is going to be a fantasy stud. Is Olave a top 10 or 15 wide receiver the rest of the year? Uh, I mean, right now, next week, well, uh, Landry's hurt. And um, Smith is hurt. Uh, Traquan. Traquan, yep. It sounds like those two are going to miss. It sounds like Michael Thomas is going to play. Yep. This Which week, actually, I even, think Michael Thomas play, play, is be hurt. him because that, yeah. you know, oh, they yeah. have to step up for him. So, yeah. So, but, I mean, they're in London. It's going to be an 8 30 yeah. a.m. game against the Vikings, and you can throw against the Vikings. So, yeah, we could As, see another game. And with the Saints, Elvin Kamara. He can't run the ball. No. I don't know what the hell is going on with Alvin Kamara, but it's two games in and he's He's probably worried about getting suspended. <laughs> yeah. He... Always in the back of his mind. Yeah. And Carolina, this... if you have DJ Moore, I'm sorry. Do you DJ start Moore, him? You gotta bench him. I feel like you have to because he's getting the target share, but it, I don't gonna... know. Well, he's got quite a few targets, so he's just not making Baker's he missing like him. Six, six and four targets. Baker is you'll, missing him. You'll there hear like... about him later from me. <laughs> how uh, if i'm carolina and matt roll you have a 20 million dollar wide receiver and gj dj moore and you have probably the greatest pass catching running back ever and you're not feeding them the ball uh, yeah running the ball you are with christian mccaffrey but how are you not using him in the passing game i i don't get it carolina should be a lot better i know they've lost two they're one and two two games that they lost have been last second field goals they have the they potentially could be 3-0. Their defense is better than what people thought they were going to be. But I feel like, God, how do you not get him the ball? If you're there should be, bad, there you should be dumping the ball off to your running back. And he's there should be, yeah. They should be doing a screen to Christian McCaffrey every single possession. Yep. At least once. They should. Use him while he's healthy. Because yep. he's not going to probably play all 17 games. So while you have him, use him. Utilize him. All right, Jake, this one's for you. I'm sure you're happy about this because they are two and one. The Bears and the Texans. Before we even dive into this, are the Bears the worst two and one team in NFL history? In NFL history? Well, I guess that's worst offensive for sure. I can guarantee you there's an NFC East team that's been two and one that's been worse than the Bears right now. You know, the New York Giants are two and one right now. I would probably take them over the Bears. Well, we're going to find out. They play each other this week. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think the Giants are very good. I think the Bears are going to win this game. But irrelevant. this is irrelevant because this win, I would have rather Justin Fields had two touchdowns and 250 yards like throwing and then win the game and lose the game, then win the game and have him do that poorly. Yep. Yeah. I he agree. had some terrible. Like he he's bad. I, I, I genuinely think he's bad at football. And Cole Komet, hey, he's alive. He had a catch. Yep. 25 I'd yards. I'd say the, the only one on the Bears right now that you can start, like I almost think you should drop any, anyone on the Bears except for whoever is the starting running back that week. They are able to run the ball. But Montgomery is hurt right now, is day-to-day, I, I guess depending on who you ask, but yeah, Herbert would be the, you could start Herbert, but other than that, nobody. Yeah. And for Houston, Damian Pierce, he's getting the bulk of the carries. He's getting his opportunities. We talked about him in the off season. He was a Twitter darling. Hey, he had his first touchdown. Maybe it's for, for good things ahead for him. Eric, you have anything about this game? Just, yeah, I mean, Damian Pierce looks pretty good, but Davis Mills does not look good, and I don't know if it's mainly just him or if it's if Brandon Cooks is – I mean, he had seven for 82 the first week, but since then he, it's been worse and worse every game since then. And He's getting a lot of targets, though. <clears throat> yeah, but – Just not getting him the ball. Right. So so it's Davis Mills probably I, – I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to – sit here and tell you I watch a lot of Texans snaps so <laughs> but I'm guessing it's probably Davis Mills's fault yeah or all right ever so Miami and Buffalo probably the game of the week yep it was did um did anybody see I'm, I'm guessing you did Tua get hit get up yeah. fall down get back up run five yards fall down again his offensive lineman like held him up and said no 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 you're not going you're not going and you're going to keep playing. They take him to the tent. It's halftime. And then he comes back out. Yeah. Like what? Do you think there'll be repercussions for that? There's got to that... be. Gotta be. I... And yeah, they, but they I think that's out of the game for so long. They I have... mean, that's what they're trying to get rid of. That's yep. what they're trying to prevent. Right now, they're looking into it if it was a neurological thing. So he, even if it's a back injury and there's something neurological to it, and he can't play. But they are saying that he passed all the tests that wasn't neurological. It was whatever else. That's why he was able to come in and play. So I know they're doing an it, investigation, but man, how can you not say that wasn't neuro? Just watch him. I've had back pain before. I mean, I have a terrible back. I don't know if I've ever dropped like that, though. No. Like that looked like he was completely out of it. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that's that's scary. No, but Buffalo, on, the other, on the other side of it, yeah, Devin Singletary. Yeah, he came alive. Yeah, he he's looking like the guy that finished the 2021-2022 campaign. Yep. So, all right, Detroit, Minnesota. Where's Justin I, Jefferson? I I don't know. This I don't know. I I okay, one game against Philly, but two. Like, I just don't understand that. Now Delvin Cook is hurt. Um, yeah, their 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 offense is kind of. It started out so hot, like they're going to be the next big thing in the in the north. But 
yeah, it's kind of it's regressed each week. I mean, they they pulled up the win, but uh, I, the, what I've been taking mostly from that game is even though the Lions lost, their offense looks good. They that's yeah. a game they they were the better team. Yeah, no question about it. It's just they. I'll be and, interesting to see how the how the Lions look when uh, Jameson Williams gets back. Is that this week or is that gonna be yeah. next week that he comes back? I think oh, it's I don't gonna, think it's yeah. this week. I think it's gonna. I mean, he's definitely gonna spread the field, but I do think it's we should temper our expectations for right. him. Right, I agree. Derek Goff has never thrown him that ball. soon. I, I think. I yeah. thought November. No, they were looking at you know the four to six weeks. I heard that he was close to starting the year, but then they put the uh, him on the whatever I, that he yeah that he's got to be out for four weeks. weeks. Yep. So can I don't he know. still practice? Take take. I don't, from, I don't. I don't know what the rules. Golf. Are. I don't know. But Amon Ronse Brown, he kind of injured his ankle. Yeah. But the dude is a Swift stud. Swift is hurt. Swift is hurt. Jamal Williams still. Is DeAndre Swift is out Swift at least the baseball's versions of Byron Buxton? That's actually a great <laughs> comparison. I, yes. That, he he is the first thing that came into my house or into my mind was he came into your house? He, he, I wish he could. Pay it off probably with his one game check, but no. Um, I mean, he's he's a top five talent in the game. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, it just it, it's just it, it's just like it's almost like the CMC injuries, you know. But but CMC stayed healthy for at least a year or two before he yep. started getting them. Yep. All right, Bengals Jets. <clears throat> T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, baby. Tyler Boyd. I, I mean, <laughs> for everybody who started. Yeah. And where was Chase? Hmm. He's, he, I think Behind. he scored a tutty, but he but, didn't have many yards. I, I think he, he had was, Sauce uh, Gardner on him, man. Come just on. Just saying. Yeah. T. Higgins. Chase is going to have frustrating weeks. He's a stud, but he's always going to get either bracketed or the best corner is going to guard him. And when you got Higgins and Boyd to throw to, Burrow will just eat that up all day. It's good to see Burrow back. Yeah. Tennessee and the Raiders. Derrick Henry, is he back? Well, he played against me. It felt like he was back. (laughs) He had a career high of five catches. Yeah, and I think he had like three on the first drive. They were feeding him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's their bread and butter. If he doesn't do well, they are not going to do well. And the Raiders, Matt Collins, is he a waiver pickup? Collins. Is he that? I'm not. He did. I would have stayed away from it, but. But Renfro, he played because Hunter Renfro was out with concussion, and if he's out with concussion, my guess is he'll be back next week. And does that hurt him? Probably. I I don't like any of Vegas's receivers right now, and that includes Waller. It's just too inconsistent from all of them. Yeah. Waller's been pretty good. Adams has not been very consistent, but Waller gets the red zone looks. Yep. Philly and Washington. Carson Wentz has came back to life. Yep. And Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal. And Devonta yep. Smith, who went against me, just showed why he was a Heisman winner because, holy crap, can he make plays. He's good. He's a great route runner. Yes. And that, for being skinny, I mean. Brown. Yeah. All right. Probably the surprise game of the week and the surprise team of the season, 
Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers. This has to be disappointing for L.A., isn't it? Well, not only – I mean, you went into the game with Herbert Hurt. Right. He, was, he clearly was going to play to up to his full potential. But then right. you lose Slater, your best lineman. You lose Joey Bosa, your best yep. defensive player. You're already hurt because you went into the game without J.C. Jackson, your best corner. They went from a powerhouse, a potential Super Bowl champion or Super Bowl – Contender to, they're going to struggle to get in this yep. playoffs. And where is Austin Eckler? If he did not have, eight, what do you have? Thirteen points, and that's with eight catches. Yeah, yeah. that. I mean, you get. Yeah, he's that's, getting a lot of pass work, but his rushing. Whew, what has happened to Eckler? Well, Mike Williams had one catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a touchdown, touchdown, right? I yeah. think, but still, it's it. like, what, but that's what, what you're going to get. What is their Mike? offense doing? But Mike, why are why aren't they getting the ball into their playmakers' hands? Yep. Like, you didn't even have a lot of targets. Right. Like, you, like why, is, why aren't they setting up the offense to get the ball? I mean, I guess they're, they're running screens, obviously, to Eckler. But, I mean, they're not working because he's only getting, like, one or two yards off those screens, obviously, with eight catches and 13 points. It's I, happening I, all around the league, though. Like, what's, what's going on there? What's going on in Carolina? What's going on in Minnesota? Like, all these top playmakers aren't getting the touches that we all thought Kyle Pitts. Well, like. Keenan Allen's hurt, so I don't know if that has something to do with Mike Williams' production because, you know, Keenan Allen gets a lot of that, not short yardage, but mid yardage, you know. Um, he's a good route runner where that allows Mike Williams to go over the top more often. Now, I don't know I if that's that, that that's why. I don't know. But Mike Williams, he's doing what he does. Boomer bust. Last week was yeah. a boomer. You know, then this week he was a bust. Yeah, he scored a touchdown, but it was one catch for 15 yards, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's what you got to expect as a Mike Williams owner. And James Robinson, <clears throat> Travis Etienne was my ride or die this year. He's st- I still have faith in him, but James Robinson looks damn good, and so do the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Travis frustrating for me good. because it seems like every team I'm playing against has James Robinson, and it's like <laughs> – he shouldn't even be playing right now. Right. Should be ETN. Yep. And Christian Kirk. God, I, I thought this would be the week that we'd see Kirk come back to life against that defense. And Lawrence Wallen. So is Jade, Jay Jones. Yeah. Jay Jones is fantasy relevant. So yep. if you're hurting, he's definitely a guy you want to look at. Green Bay, Tampa. Brady is unstartable without Mike Evans or Chris Godwin because his line is so bad. He has no time to wait for Brashad Perryman to take 10 seconds to get open. Yeah. So it's just. Or if they start moving the ball down the field, his wide receivers will fumble it. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't have anyone to throw to. I mean... But they will come back. Tampa, I mean, the, the wide receiver right. is going to be back. All will be good with Tom Brady. It will be fine. Green Bay side. Is it time to start thinking about starting Romeo Dobbs? They called it. They said they were going to be part of the game, and they said they're going to continue it. Yeah. Sam Hawkins is out. He's. They need a wide receiver one. Alan Lazard doesn't look right. Yeah, he's scoring touchdowns, but he's not separating. And Dobbs can separate. He's got the speed. He's got the size. I have him. Not that I'm going to start him, but 
Christian Watson can't really stay healthy enough. Even when he plays, he seems like he doesn't practice all week. Right. So he's just not on the same page. Yeah, Randall Cobb isn't going to be that one either. You know, he's just a good slot, a good security blanket. But he's going to get his chance. If he doesn't make the most of it, well, that's his fault. Rams, Arizona, Cooper Cup. Should have been the 101. That's all you need to know. I I just didn't think he was going to repeat. What's that? Cam Akers? Looks like he's the guy there, no. It took a couple weeks, but he's getting more and more work. So I'd say he's the guy there. In Arizona, Kyler Murray probably spent a decent draft pick on him. I don't know. I just don't think Arizona's very good. Hollywood Brown's doing well. But outside, hey, he did really well. Outside of that, I don't know. Arizona's just they're garbage. Yeah. Atlanta and Seattle. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Finally, Patrick, against me, boy. Figures. Yeah, Cordell Patterson. What the hell? Yeah, it's annoying. Good man. Second I'm not buying it all league. season. I just don't think it's going to happen all season, but who else are they going to give it to? It's just annoying that I have Jonathan Taylor and I'm getting beat by Cordell Patterson. (laughs) Yep. I'm, Hey, I'm living the same life as you. It is very frustrating. He has a much better hairdo than Jonathan Taylor. I'll give him that. (laughs) Nothing makes sense in this fantasy season so far. And then finally, it's a weird year. It is, but we are only three weeks in a lot can happen. So, all right, the final game, Eric, I'll let you kick this one off. Denver and San Francisco. Yeah, that's about all I have to fucking say about it. Jimmy, <laughs> you taking or doing as Dan or Alaska, Alaska impression? I don't know. And people wonder why we get we drafted Trey Lance. That's why. Jimmy, I thought he looked good last week. I didn't think he looked very good this week. No. And now you lose Trent Williams, your left tackle, who. He's probably the best lineman in the game. I think that's really going to hurt not just Jamie G, but going to hurt their running game. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And you had George Kittle. He had, it was very tough to watch. Yeah. Russell Wilson, that offense. Okay. I'm going to go on a little vent session right here because (laughs) I don't feel bad for Denver. Yeah, they're two and one. They shouldn't be two and one. But when you are playing Mike Boone as much as you are playing Javante Williams, yeah, there's something freaking wrong about that because Javante Williams, is your best running back. Yep. And you wonder why you can't move the ball. Well, Melvin Gordon's good, but he's just he's nowhere at this point of Javante Williams and Mike. That's fine. Don't you don't need to play Boone then? Yeah, right. exactly. Why is Mike Boone in the game? There's I, no reason. Javante I, Williams I, I, wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter. He came in for like one play. Was he in the doghouse for doing what? Being your best player? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know what's going Broncos on. Nation, look ride. Oh, God, don't ever say that again on this podcast. <laughs> All right, that's it for it, your... He's kind of cringy. Your week three rapid-fire takes. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from week three. We each are going to select <laughs> something, a player or a team or whatever, and we will give you our good, our bad, and the ugly. Eric, you want to start off with the good? Yeah, I can. My good is a guy from Rockford, Illinois, somewhere close to us. Um, his name is James Robinson. Uh, he tore his Achilles last December, uh, December 26th. Um, he is currently the number two running back on the season 
who was probably drafted in about the 10th. I think he was the 10th round of my draft. He was drafted. He scored a touchdown in every single game. He's had 19 points, 15 points, and 20 points each week. Um, you know, he's just, he's proven that either surgery has come a long way or this whole Achilles and your career is over is not true. Um, because he's looked electric for uh, what was supposed to be a bad team, but they've played very well. So he's got a tough matchup next week against Philly. Philly's really shut down opposing offenses this year. Um, but then after Philly, he's got Houston, Indy, the Giants, Denver, and Las Vegas. So all those are pretty good matchups. So if you drafted him as your late round RB2, it's looking really good right now for you. I agree. Jake, what's your good? Uh, this is a, a safe one. This is a cop out, but I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, what, what, how many points do you have this week? 47 or something ridiculous. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, right. you can, not much to say to it. Just, yeah. I think he's going to have a really well. big test this week against Buffalo, but Buffalo secondary is hurting too. So maybe he'll put up another 50 points. Doesn't game. really matter at the secondary. He'll just take off running and right. get his points that way. He'll get his, yep. he'll get his fantasy points one way or another. That's the thing about Lamar Jackson. Yep. I agree. My good Damian Pierce, you know, we finally, we needed that breakout game. He had 20 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown two catches for 21 yards. He did out, out carry Rex Burkhead 20 to three. Great to see him do well, but maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit because Houston probably will be down most games and Rex Burkhead is getting the passing opportunities. He's out there on passing down. So if they are playing for behind, Damian Pierce outside of that first half is probably not going to be utilized that much. And he did have a fumble, so we do need to pay attention to that because if he starts getting butterfingers, Lovey's going to bench him. Yep. All right. I can't Jay. play the Bears every week. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what's your bad? Um, My bad is Justin Jefferson. He could have been an ugly, but I'm just going to put him in the bad right now. He is still wide receiver nine. Um, Obviously, that's heavily because of his 39-point week one against the Packers. But he's had a combined 14 points these last two weeks. That is actually worse than the aforementioned DJ Moore, who we just hated on not too long ago. He was a lot of people's number one wide receiver coming into the season with Kevin O'Connell coming over. They thought they were gonna, he was going to get used in the Cooper Cup role, and we all kind of – a bit on that story. Well, that's a bit us in the butt so far, but he should have had a monster game against the lions. Now he's got the saints next week. Um, so he'll be facing Marshawn Lattimore, who is a good chance. He'll probably shut him down again. And then we're really going to be worried about him. But then after that, he gets the bears and the dolphins and then he gets a bye week. So I wouldn't be concerned with him yet. I, the talents there, the offense is there. So, but he's, he's looked back the last two weeks. But you're never going to bench him. I, no. I mean, I Can't. wouldn't say he's bad. He's, he's just 14 not combined points the last two weeks. Combined. Yeah. But he'll he's be fine. not bad. I think he'll be fine. No, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying it's been bad. All right. Jake, you're bad. Uh, easy one. Um, and the reason why I'm doing this because I had to start him since Dax hurt. But Justin Fields. He's bad. He's bad. Um, right now, he ranks uh, 
think he ranks 33rd in pass attempts. He's they're not even letting him throw the ball, and when he does, doesn't look good. He, he's not he's not really getting any points with his legs either, which is one of the reasons why you know a lot of people drafted him was you know they he was going to be out of the pocket and on the move and get a lot of carries and rush yards, kind of like Lamar Jackson does. Not happening either. Um, he's he's a droppable player right now. Not even worth a roster spot. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been tough to watch, and he's hurt everybody except his running backs. Maybe the coaches there were seeing something. You know, we were all complaining, like, why did he only throw 11 passes against the Packers? Well, maybe it's because he's not throwing the ball worth a shit. It's not worth having him throw the ball. Maybe the coaches oh. are seeing that and, like, we can't have him throw the ball. Yeah. All right, my bad. It's Jonathan Taylor, the consensus 101 pick. He's had two dud weeks in a row, 21 carries for 71 yards. That's 3.4 yards per carry. He did have three catches for 20 yards, but if you're the 101, you better be putting up more points than that. Pretty sad performance. He's just, he hasn't had those breakaway runs that no. he's seen have, you know, every game the past couple of years. And even when they're getting down the red zone, he's not scoring. So I think better days are to come. I wouldn't worry about him. Clearly, you're, this is not a guy that you're going to bench, but. If you're like me, if you're like Jake, or if you're like anybody that has Jonathan Taylor and had that first or second or third overall pick, it's been very tough. It's been frustrating. He's a, he's a big reason why I'm 0-3 right now. Yep. Yep. All right, let's finish it off with the ugly. Eric, what's your ugly? Oh, my ugly is DJ Moore. Um, he's had eight points, 13 points, and two points in the first three weeks. He's had six targets is it each week. He should be getting a lot more than that in that offense, but it makes a big difference when their offense is running 54 plays a game compared to 60. They, they averaged 65 a game last year. So like the Bengals, the Jets and the Cardinals are the top three teams and they're averaging 75 plays a game. That's 20 more opportunities that even if they threw them two or three more passes, like what could he do with those, you know? So Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo, they need to figure something out with DJ Moore and preferably CMC too. Um, that'd really help my fantasy team. So, but yeah, as for right now, I would, if I had DJ Moore on my team, I'm not even starting him. It's gotten to that point anymore. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting to see that offense do something different. You're He's really deep at digging deep into the stats right now. You You weren't real busy at work this week or what? Hillary must have been you're, you're uh, looking up providing many, him you're some looking notes. Up how many uh, possessions they had or how many plays they've run? Uh, I, 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 I follow Twitter every once in a while, and I keep seeing them post that, and it's very interesting stat to see that you're oh, running yeah. 20 less plays than the Jets. Yeah, I don't look up the twits very much. <laughs> All right, Mr. Twits, what's your ugly? <laughs> I'm going to go Mike Williams. Um Real ugly week. One, one uh, catch. It was a touchdown, 15 yards. But man, I mean, he should be. Keenan Allen's out. They're playing from behind. Like he can't get any garbage points, like any at the end of the game or nothing. Like, ah, uh, it was ugly. Ugly for him. Real ugly. In a week that I needed him to score. Yep, I needed him as well, and he did absolutely nothing. All right, my ugly is us. Jake, yeah. Eric, and Derek, uh, uh. <laughs> we are the ugly for week three. We 
went 0 and 3. We have a combined record of 2 and 7. We're providing you guys fantasy advice and don't we're listen just to not us. following through. It's it's been tough. I it's mean, been- if you would listen to us and then do the opposite, you would have a 3 and 0 team right now. That we is have what the Matthew Berry effect. Telling me. Every time I hear anything about from Matthew Berry, even though I enjoy him, I do the opposite, and it usually goes well. So maybe we are Matthew Berry Stooges. I don't know. All right, love hate. We're each gonna we're gonna go into week four right now. Uh, we're each gonna give you two players that we love and two players that we hate for this upcoming week. Jake, you want to kick us off with somebody that sure. you love? Um, I love Chris Olave this week versus Minnesota. Um, a lot of injuries to wide receivers, regardless if, if, you know, I think Landry's out for sure. I think, um, um, Laquan Smith is out for sure. Uh, Michael Thomas is, uh, is questionable. Traquan Smith. Yeah, whatever. Um, either way, even if some of those guys play, they're hurt. I I think Olave gets a ton of targets this week, especially since I think they'll be playing from behind against Minnesota. You don't think Lil Jordan Humphreys is gonna take over that offense as a wide receiver? I, I do not. Um <laughs> I don't think he's very good. I had him on my dynasty team last year. Um he doesn't seem to get open very very well. You watch a lot of his routes, Jake, or <laughs> I mean well, I, I I mean he was on my dynasty team and you know that's the kind of stuff you want to look into if you you know want to win dynasty. I know that you can't. I know that you can't win dynasty. You have to. You have to trade all your players and get draft picks so you can like, I, I guess, draft a bunch of rookies next year and still lose. I don't. I don't know quite know what you're doing, but here we go. We can say that to that's for another day. off season when we start dynasty. <laughs> all right, Eric. Who do you love for week four? Um, I'm gonna eat these words, but my love is Justin Fields at the New York Giants. Ooh. hated on him and hated Ooh. on him and hated on him, and rightfully so. But I think this is the week that Justin Fields finally comes alive. The Giants suck. They are, what, 2-1? and one, And they are might be the only 2-1 and one team that is worse than the Bears 2-1. We're find um, out. <laughs> I'm predicting 230 plus passing yards, 40 plus rushing yards, and three total touchdowns. He hasn't actually thrown for more than 121 yards all year, but Justin Fields' breakout game. I like it. I hope so. I really do. <laughs> yeah, for you, Jake, you know what? As someone without a quarterback right now and seeing Cooper Rush, our backup quarterback, playing better than Justin Fields, way I better. Think- it's so frustrated. It's tough. All right. My love for week four is any any of the fantasy wide receivers or running backs that you're probably going to start for the Bills. I love them this week. So that would be Devin Singletary, obviously Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and I'll even throw in Isaiah McKenzie. Going against a Baltimore defense who can't stop anyone. New England put up, what, 27 points against them, and they're terrible. You saw what Miami did a couple weeks ago. So you're saying I should start Kumaro this week? I think Kumaro (laughs) actually got hurt last game too. So yeah, touchdown Jesus might not be playing. I I was uh, just trying to think of another receiver that you wouldn't play. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. I, those three wide receivers, I don't know if Dawson Knox is playing this week. I know. Is it Diggs hurt? 
Diggs is hurt. You know he's going to play. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs is? Yeah, Diggs, he'll play. He's averaging right now, he's on pace for like 159 receptions, which is insane. Right. So, yes, I think Buffalo puts up 40, you know, if not 50 points this game. I think it's a high-scoring game on both sides. But All right. Eric, who else do you love? You go with the Jake love? Oh, Jake. Sorry, I forgot, Jake. Oh. You're going first this time. Nope, Jake. <laughs> well, you, make, you made the order. Like, yep. I didn't make the order, but... The floor is yours, just man. just have a hard time following the order. Um, I'm, I am lo- really love Saquon Barkley versus Chicago this week. Saquon's going to have a big game this week. Chicago's defense has been... So, so, um, their pass rush has been better than expected, but they have a hard time with running backs like Saquon. Just, um, for example, a lot of people, I'm sure you watched the Packer game. There's two, uh, Packers have two athletic, good running backs and they were, they made Aaron Rodgers look good. I mean, and that, and that, and Saquon's going to do the same. I, maybe, maybe the Giants don't win the game, but, uh, Saquon has 25 plus points this week. I just checked in my mega bowl to make sure I wasn't playing him because I completely agree with you that I think he's going to blow up. All right, Eric, who do you love? Well, my other one's more of a hopeful, um, but I'm just, I'm banking on Chris McCaffrey is going to have a breakout game. He's rushed for a hundred yards twice this season. Um, which back-to-back games, but that really only gives you 10 points, and that's about it because he doesn't catch any passes really anymore. Um, he's had 15 points, 16 points, and 13 points, so not not terrible weeks, but for for my number one pick, that's not very good. Um, I think this is just the game that he's going to break out. I think Carolina's going to finally figure out they need to give him the ball. He's catch the ball six, seven times this game and have over 120 yards, all-purpose yards this game. So he's another guy I love. Yeah. All right, my love, second love is kind of a, maybe a sleeper, but we already talked about him. I love Romeo Dobbs this week against New England. I think New England, they do one thing, and that is they will shut down what you're best at. So I think uh, Belichick's going to focus on shutting down that run game and make the wide receivers beat him and Aaron Rodgers and – I think he earned Aaron Rodgers' trust last week, and you it's going to be him. I might start him. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I might start him. If you don't, you're fraud. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, he I, hasn't started Mo Alley, no Alley Cox all year. Yeah, either. no Alley. I mean, Cox. you can't. I mean, you can't do a podcast and do a love hate and then not start the guy that. you But love. that also means I Probably might love my guys. other guys more. You know, I might love my other players that are starting in front of him more. But I might start him over Jeff Wilson this week. I plan to start him. I plan to start him over Jeff Wilson. So that's just my my love. All right, Eric, you want to, or Jake, (laughs) want to give us a hate? I hate Derrick Henry this week versus Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis gives up uh, 75 rush yards per game, and that's all Derrick Henry does. Derrick Henry doesn't catch balls. Derrick Henry runs the ball. He's going to get stuffed this this week. He caught balls against me this week. Did he? I yeah. didn't see what he did. Five of them. Five? And I think Shaq yeah, Leonard might be back this week, too. And if he's back, manning up that linebacker position, that's only going to help the Colts. 
Eric, what do you hate? My first hate <clears throat> is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, your little Cinderella that you love this week, uh, Derek. I'm going, he's going to be bad this week. He plays the Red Hot Eagles. Their defense has been shutting everybody down. Um, yeah, he's thrown one one touchdown, two touchdowns, and three touchdowns this past week. So I think, uh, if anything, the Jags are going to run the ball and not be, able to throw, not be able to throw the ball. I think Darius Slay is going to shut down Christian Kirk, who has been Trevor Lawrence's guy. And uh, unless Zay Jones goes off for 150 yards, then uh, Jacksonville is going to get stymied this game. I was going to save this one for my last hate because it's kind of a out there one. But I'm going to do the counterpart to that. I hate Jalen Hurts this week. I think the mm. Jaguars defense is being slept on right now. They are giving up an average 12 points per game. They have they are the number one team in uh, turnover differential. They have six interceptions and two fumbles. They've been shutting players down. And I think if they can keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, shut down these wide receivers. That's he's, asking he's, a lot to keep him in the pocket. Right. But I I'm not saying he's going to be he's going to put up a Tom Brady game from last week. But I'm also saying he's not going to finish in the top five this week. And that's what you're that's what you're probably playing him as. You're going to start him no matter what, but I don't think he's going to blow up like he has in the previous three weeks. Listeners, if you have Hertz or Lawrence this week, you need to start him because I'm doubling down on Lawrence hate this week. Philadelphia has a, has a very good secondary i think he has a, i think he has a bad game i don't think he has a i think he'll bounce back but i think he has some regression this week but if i i mean we just told you that in that game that hurts and, and lawrence are gonna have bad games you probably should start them they're probably gonna I, I have agree. 40 points <laughs> i agree all right jake give us your last hate that was my hate he did oh i yeah, doubled down on it. all right gonna be, uh, i thought you were just you know yeah Chiming in. All right, Eric. Hey, Derek, keep up here. Come on. Yeah, sorry. It's, sorry. Yeah, it's an early night for you, but it is. Um, Devontae Adams is my last hate. Um, it's the, Bron- uh, the Broncos is who they take on this week with Patrick Sertan. Um, he's really locked down receivers this year. He locked down Brandon Cooks for four catches, DK Metcalf for seven, and then last week, Brandon Ayuk for three for 39. So. <clears throat> Adams had a huge first week, but in the last two weeks, he has seven catches for 48 total yards. Carr's just looking Waller's way in the red zone or any high leverage, you know, area right now. So even Matt Collins got more targets than Devontae last week. So with Devontae getting the attention from Sertan, I'm not expecting anything from Devontae this week. So start Renfro this week then? If he plays. He doesn't start Mac Collins. I don't know. If, if <laughs> you don't, I mean, I'm saying no, no. I, I'm just curious. Like, are you... don't start, don't start Devontae Adams. Start Collins over Devontae Adams if you have both. Is that what you're telling listeners? No, I would not start anybody on the Raiders pass catching over Devontae Adams. But temporary. Don't start any of them then. Don't start any receivers for the Raiders. Just don't have them on your team. You don't have that dilemma. So drop. You're saying to drop Devonte Adams. Jake, 
You're getting me in trouble here. Let's go. <laughs> you just give him the suck it sign right there, or you just yeah, it's, it's yeah. this. Yeah, the good old crotch oh, chop. Speaking of which, did you see the um Jamal uh, Williams? Is it Jamal Williams did the yeah. um the McCringleberry yeah. skit from Keenan Peel? That yep. was that was so hilarious. I that actually was, was going to say and that like when he got a flag, it was just I could I could have died. <laughs> I consider that being my good for the week. I was really thinking about it, but I'm like, you know, oh. I don't know how many people actually know, have watched that show or know what that dance was? And oh yeah, when he did it, yeah. Hopefully somebody's paying his fine for him because it was classic. He can afford it. Ah, uh, still, I don't care. Pay for it. All right, my <laughs> last hate is somebody who had a bad week last week. You're probably playing him if you're hurting at quarterback, but Carson Wentz against this Dallas front, I think Dallas is just going to eat him alive. He'll probably have a couple fumbles. I guarantee he has an interception. I just think Daniel Jones, I mean, look what they did to Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones can actually move. He, I mean, he was able to escape a lot. I think they're just going to, I'm praying they beat the heck out of Carson Wentz. So. Sounds like I need to start Carson Wentz this week. Yeah, I hate seeing anything about Dallas, anything good, because then that means the opposite is going to happen. I just know I kept track or I went back and looked at my love-hate record from last week. I shouldn't have been saying this on a podcast, but I was I was one for one for four last week. <laughs> well, That's I think not we bad. All said, That's a good batting average. Didn't we all say Leonard Fournette and he just. I did not. I had Fournette. I thought I had I loved him. I thought I loved Fernet. Yeah, was we my, did. I'm just that saying was it my was, one. And he sucked. Yeah, that was a tough one. What? Yeah, I, I have him did on my fantasy right. team, Jake. He did terrible. Thirteen points or something? Yeah, did, I don't know. He didn't do very good. I mean, All right. let's finish off this Beautiful. podcast. Let's dive into our fa- favorite divisional matchups for week four. We'll break down one game in each division. I will start first since I have four. I'm going to break down the new kids on the block. My favorite one, I have Brian Kasich, who is 2-1 versus David Zimmerman, 2-1. That was kind of matchups where a lot of 1-2s, 3-0s versus 1-0. Not very exciting games. Kasich, he's got Josh Allen. You know, Jonathan Taylor, you look at those two right there, and Mark Andrews, that should carry your team. But he's going against Cooper Cup, who's been a stud. CeeDee Lamb has kind of turned it back on, and J.K. Dobbins is back. I don't know. Should be an exciting game. That's just my game of the week for New Kids of the Block. Eric? My game of the week for the 98 Degrees division is actually going to be a couple bottom-dweller teams, the 8th place and 12th place teams of Ryan Schilling and Fantastic Two, whoever that is. But Fantastic Two is 0-3. Ryan Schilling is 1-2. The 0-3 team has Jalen Hurts, but both the running backs might not even play this week, Delvin Cook and David Montgomery. Plus, they have Keenan Allen, who hasn't played in several weeks and is probably not going to play either. So they are really hurting to try to get their first win, and that's not going to be easy against Ryan Schilling's starting roster of Kyler Murray, um, Marquise Brown, and Jamar Chase are really carrying him at wide receiver. He His flexes aren't really that good. He had Tyler Boyd on the bench last week, so that really hurt. But he's got J.K. Dobbins if he can start getting 
healthy and getting more touches. So I see Ryan Schilling walking away with this victory. That that first team that you mentioned, um, like a like preseason, that team sounds really good. I think they were in our top ten. Like it, I like, remember asking Derek what it, what the person's name was because I didn't know it's just fantastic too. But I looked at the team and I was like, that's a pretty solid team. But yep, he was in our that shows you top ten. Yep. All right, Jake, what do you got? Um, I I also have a battle of the the Ophers, um, a team. Timmerman, 5,500 versus Kendall Cam, uh, both 0-3. Uh, one thing when I was looking through these, like looking through the matchups and looking through like the teams that don't have a win right now, there's like a common trend. And that trend is they took a running back in the first round and they took a quarterback late is the trend that I'm seeing with all these teams. And that includes myself. That includes myself with, with that. Um, but, yeah, uh, if I had to pick, I'm just interested because uh, both these teams are pretty poor um, right now. I, I would say that Timmerman 5,500 gets his first win this year. Tim Shaw versus Kendall Kamitz. What? Tim Shaw. That's who it is. Tim Shaw Tim, versus Kendall Tim Kamitz. Shaw. Yep, Tim Shaw. All right, I got the O-Town division. My week four, I win a little David versus Goliath. The 3-0, the number one rated player, Mike Clements, facing Keith Moore, who is 0-3. On paper, it looks pretty brutal for Keith Moore. He's going up against, I mean, Mike Clements has Josh Allen, Eckler. He's got Waddle, Monrance Brown, Mark Andrews. He gets to plug in Khalil Herbert this week. Man, that's just tough. And then... Keith Moore has Marcus Mariota right there at quarterback. I mean, he's putting up points, but Najee Harris, Barkley, he's got to play Corey Davis. I mean, ouch. Good luck, Keith. Hoping for you, man. I'm praying for you. Hope you can get your first win of the season. Maybe knock down the top dog, but, and you got an uphill climb right there. Eric, what do you got? Oh, my next division is going to be the one direction division. This is a battle of two and one teams, the number two and number five ranked teams in their, in their division. Uh, Colton Skaggs versus Chris Oberender. Um, the biggest mistake I see here is Colton made a huge rookie mistake by not drafting Delvin Cook's handcuff and Alexander Madison because he has Delvin Cook as his best running back, and he really has nobody else to put in there if Cook misses this game. He also has Elvin Kamara, who has not looked good either, but he's really been carried by Amandra St. Brown and um, Drake London, and then also has James Robinson and Mark Andrews. So he's up against Chris Oberender, who has Jalen Hurts. He has two stud running backs and Jonathan Taylor, who hasn't performed, but if he did perform this week, he's also got Saquon Barkley, who we think is going to have a big week. And uh, just the rest of his team's a little more put together, I would say, than Colton's. So I think if Colton can't find a replacement there, then he's going to be fighting an uphill battle this week. And uh, I think Chris is probably the favorite here. Jake. LFO. Uh, I have uh, Tyler Stuttenbeck, who's 3-0, and versus P. Volks, uh, who's 2-1. and one. Who just scored um, the highest points. He, yep. Um, and I, I think he's going to – 
I think he's going to have a, a monster week this week too. I think he's going to have a big week this week. Uh, uh, Sleeper has Tyler projected to win by by just a hair, by about you know four points, five points. But I think P Volks uh, gets the upper hand here. A lot of their team is pretty even, except I think uh, he's he's lucky that Swift is out with I think. Williams has a big week. Jamal Williams has a big week. And I also think uh, Jeff Wilson has a big week also, which will push him over the edge in the matchup. And he'll and uh, Tyler will have his first loss of the year. Love it. Hanson division. I have a battle of two top teams. I have the 3-0 and Nick Budin versus the 2-1 and Benton Rose. It's going to be... Looking at Nick's team, I, I still think he's loaded. And if this team fully perform, performs, I don't think anybody touches him. Josh Allen, CMC, Barkley, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Gabe Davis. He's playing Romeo Dobbs and Chris Olave this week. Two rookies, so I love it. Benton, he's got Derek Carr, Eckler, you know, two guys that have kind of been hurting him, but he also has Debo Samuel, who will get his points. Jalen Waddle, who can put up some big points. I don't know. I, on paper, it looks like Nick Boone is by far. He's favored by 13 points in this. But Benton seems to somehow win. I picked against them before, and he's got the job done. So that's my week four for Hanson. All right, Eric, you want to give us your final division? Yeah, my final division is the Jonas Brothers. And I'm going to call this the upset of the week. I am doing BJ Elliott versus Team Smokey Bear, whoever that is. And Team BJ Elliott is 0-3, Smokey Bear is 3-0, and I am predicting an upset that BJ Elliott is going to walk all over Smokey Bear with Kyler Murray and James Conner, Khalil Herbert. I believe Montgomery's going to miss this week, and Herbert's going to be a starter, and he's going to have a good game against the Giants. He has just better flexes with A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard, and Curtis Samuel compared to Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram and Damian Harris as flexes for Smokey Bear. How you got to 3-0 and with those flexes, and I am 0-3 with – it just drives me nuts. But anyways, I'm going upset of the week, BJ Elliott over Team Smokey Bear. Love it. Jake, final In division. In sync. I uh, got a battle between – Jim Weaver, who's two and one, and Kevin McGee, who is also two and one. Uh, I'm thinking Jim Weaver has a monster week this week. Uh, Sleeper has him projected 140 points. I, I, I'm putting him at about 160 plus. Um, I mean, number one, he's got Lamar Jackson, um, who's going to keep it going. I, I know that you think he he won't have as big a week versus Buffalo. I, I disagree. I think if he can't get it done with his arm, he'll get it done with his legs. Um, I think the big difference maker here is uh, Chris Olave is going to have a big week. I, I see him getting – he's going to get 10-plus targets, and what he does with them is any, anybody's guess. Uh, he could he could go for 30 this week. Um, he's also got Madison. Um, I'm, I'm saying Cook doesn't play this week. Madison has a big week out in London, 830. Set your alarm, get up, watch that game. Madison's gonna be run all over New Orleans. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game to watch because Olave and Madison are just gonna blow up. I like it. 
All right, my final game is in the Backstreet Boys division. Jake, your division. You know, you guys have three 0-3 teams in your division. <laughs> that is pretty sad. You, Tyler Ames, and Logan Moe, three 0-3, but you do have two 3 I'm really tired of talking about it. I just had to, I just had to bring it up, but my division part of being about 0 and 3 is, is having to do a podcast and talk about it every week. Yep. And there's a group of guys that remind you that you're 0 and 3, including myself. I'm aware I'm a fraud. All right. So my final matchup in this division is the three and 0 Wade Shuckler versus the two and one Tyler Leeser. Tyler Leeser. The underdog, but he's favorited in this game. He's got Aaron Rodgers, CMC. He's got Zeke, who I do think will probably find the end zone again against this Washington defense. Tyreek Hill. I do like his team a little. And he's got James Robinson, who has just been lights out. And not only that, he's got Green Bay's defense. I know we don't like talking about defense, but they are going against New England. They're going against Axel Brian Hoyer. I could see some major turnovers in that game in Green Bay just you know, maybe potentially putting up 20 points. Wade, he's going against a guy that I said I hate, Carson Wentz against Dallas, but he does have Nick Chubb and Jamal Williams, Stephon Diggs, Hollywood Brown. All four of those I expect to have big games. He also has A.J. Brown, who just scores and gets points every week. So should be a good game, but I am predicting Tyler Leeser to give Wade Shuckler his first loss of the season. I should have, you know, Jake, I considered going you, considered going Tyler Ames, the two 0-3. But I just didn't feel like talking about your team. and I don't feel good about my team. I I mean, number one, I have Justin Fields as my backup quarterback. So that's an automatic two points against Lamar Jackson, who's going to get 40. That's what I have this week. I have Fields versus Lamar Jackson. But you have Khalil Herbert. You get to play Herbert this week. I get to play Herbert this week. I had <laughs> Herbert play last week, and that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, hopefully better times, better weeks for you. All you need is one. You just got to get it right on the. Could you imagine being the guy? Say, say Jake beat you last week by two points, and the guy Jake was playing had David Montgomery starting, and Jake started Khalil Herbert because his team is that bad that he has to start Khalil Herbert, who and I should beat even, him, not even guaranteed a touch in his RB two spot, <laughs> and Khalil Herbert. Imagine losing by two points because Montgomery gets hurt and he goes off. Oh, it almost God. happened. It almost <laughs> yeah, happened. Was Herbert the RB1 last week? No. I'm pretty sure he was. Might have been. He had 100, like 40-something yards total and two touchdowns. I had something. Yeah, because Montgomery got hurt. I know that, but I'm saying, did that was that the RB1 overall for week three? Oh, it might have been. In the afternoon I, games, there was a tweet more. that went out from this Dave Kluge, and it said, C-E-H. Was the RB thirteen in PPR scoring for week three? He had seven attempts for zero yards. Right. Yep. That's impressive. That's that's some Austin Eckler stuff right there. That's uh drafting running back, running back. My first two picks is probably a bad idea. Yeah, I hear you on that one. It's been. Yeah. It's been it sure cool. looks like if you if we looked at the top ten teams right on the power rankings, I bet. Eight of them probably have either Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson. It would be interesting. I'm, I'm not going to do this because this would take forever. But if I broke down the records of the teams that drafted in the top six versus the rec- teams that drafted in the bottom six, what the differential is. I would say if you draft in the bottom six of the draft, 
probably have a better record than the ones in the top six. Yep, I agree. I, I really think you probably do. I mean, unless you have Cooper Cup's your only hope so far in that top six to get you to improve your record, because right now everybody else has been terrible. All right, that's it for episode nine. Hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. It's been fun for us. I know we're definitely having fun doing this. I want to bring up the bags tournament once again. So if you missed that at the beginning of the podcast or just forgot about it, um, Eric is hosting a bags tournament at the Five Flag Center on October 22nd. Yep. So more information, I will send out a flyer and an email. But if you're interested or have more questions, you can direct them to me. Just email me and then I can uh, get you in contact with Eric. But best of luck to all teams this week and week four, except Chris Eastler, who is playing me. I hope you continue to lose your 0-3. Hope you go 0-4. That's it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good week. Take care. And as a wise man once said, or your mother. See ya.